All right, I gotta make sure my sound modulator is modulating. Modulation, Jack. Three, two, one. Hello, welcome. <laughs> hey, welcome to View Little Week Forty Two. No, that's not right. Is that right? No, that's wrong. No, no, that's welcome to View Little Week Forty Four. <laughs> wow, that's way off, bro. Thank goodness it's Week Forty Four. Yeah, thank goodness. Nine more times, right? Uh, no, eight more times. Eight. Ooh, Unless this... you're counting today. Okay. This episode isn't over yet, so we still have... Well, anyway, you know. uh, what would you rate the movie? <laughs> um, did not like it. Did not enjoy it. Do not recommend it. Uh, definitely recommend it. Did not enjoy it. Well, we'll see you next week. Yep, see you next week. <sighs> we could just do that. You want to? I feel like it's disingenuous. Maybe a little bit, but I, I kind of want to. That's a good last episode idea, though. Well, we've uh, done it 52 weeks in a row. We're out of here. All I can think about is Police Story. Yeah. We shouldn't have talked so much about other movies while watching the movie. We really blew it. I've got one thing okay. that I, What's your that one I can thing? say. Uh, I paused the movie and took a little screen capture of the uh, Peacock book that Stubbins is reading. Yeah. And I can, I've learned some Peacock, so I'll go ahead and... Uh, share that with all of you right now the title of the book is like how to seduce peacocks right it is something like that because the first the first word is uh ah it's a a a a a colon c k ah (laughs) and i believe that that's the translation would be i would very much appreciate it if you would move as you appear to be stood on my tail feathers then there's ah uh, peak which wait, is wait, is that really are you making that up no that... i'm reading this from the book that's right so now. funny ah uh, peak which is a a a dash p e e c k and that means it's a fine day and then there's <laughs> break which is b r e colon a h k and that's quite frankly i think my plumage is looking quite magnificent this season so there you have it. Now all of you know some peacock as well. Ah, uh, cook. Ah, um, uh, peak. So let's Briac. try. Let's try to extrapolate from this. Like, wh- tell me something else in peacock. Um, because wh- wh- like, okay, the Doolittle and Stubbins—they're not doing anything that sounds like those sounds you just made. That's so, what they're doing. Yeah. So what are they saying? They're uh, lovely to see you today, Blair. <laughs> that's probably what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You think Moodfly is dead yet? What do you think? Moodfly is definitely dead, right? He's not going to come back in the sequel. And that means I think he's fusing with thousands of bats to become an ultimate life form. He, he descends. All of a sudden, the sky turns black and uh, Moodfly is sitting on a throne of bats that are flying and they descend down. Right through the window of Doolittle Manor, he's he's he walks down, and as he steps through the sky, bats fly underneath his feet so that he has a staircase. Super cool! It's a great visual moment. Okay, that's pretty much it. Do you want to do um? Do you want to do ten things, ten reasons why uh Doolittle's a good movie? Um, remember when we did nineteen of those? Like yeah, three I weeks do- ago. <laughs> Okay, but I feel like if we do 10 a week for the next nine episodes, you'll have given 
the full uh okay but, but this reasons. this this one's coming in with an asterisk i should What's not that? be for be punished for forgetting my original 19 reasons should I, okay that's fair but Maybe. i will tell you if they are repeats and then we can i, I will make come a up with one. a new one yeah yeah but Next week, if we do this again, if we remember, then yeah, I should definitely pun- be punished. Okay. As long as I can, as long as you send me the list of my original 19 reasons so I can remember what they were. 19 reasons why. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a good movie. That's like the Netflix show, right? 19 reasons. Uh, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the suicide show? Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, let's see. Yeah, so that's my first reason you gave me, not the suicide, um, is that is that uh, there's little Easter eggs, like the peacock Easter egg. That's the reason why this is a good movie. There's okay. an expanded universe underneath the seams, and there's more than what we're getting. Reason number two um, is a, another scene that has the same stuff in that, is uh, on the boat with the dragons and other fantasies or whatever. What does it say again? Uh, are you saying the papers? Yeah, the papers. But specific- You've given the papers as a reason before. Fuck off. No. <laughs> no I'm being serious. <laughs> the papers were one of the Shit. reasons. In, in particular, I believe what you said was great nods for absolute doo-doo heads. In parentheses, <laughs> good, good papers. In parentheses. <laughs> so... Well, that doesn't... That sound, doesn't sound like me, but I'll take your word for it. Okay, well, we're going off with the pamphlet from reason number one. I'll come up with a new reason number two. Reason number two is there's such a vibrant fandom around this movie. Okay, vibrant fandom. Of <laughs> being you. Do you know how you mentioned early in our watch uh, today, you said something like, do you think there's actually any little fan fiction out there? Yeah. And then, I, and then I said, no, probably not. And then I said, well, actually, probably there is. And then I went quiet for a little while. <laughs> you went, how much did you read, Frank? <laughs> There's, there is a lot of doodle fan fiction out there. Okay. Uh, this is off topic. But another question then is how much of it is doodle 2020? That's what it was. Yeah. It was doodle 2020. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I was, the- I was very surprised. So, actually, I, I'm no longer certain that we're the biggest fans of this movie. Um, okay, another question. Because for a you. lot of the fan fiction was using direct quotes from the movie as well. It was basically inserting new characters into the movie. Wow, that's literally what we did. I know. It's so weird. Uh, was it all under one username? <laughs> uh, I looked like a couple of different usernames. Like one two, was, two of them? Uh, yeah, one was. Um, Flan? Uh, <laughs> right, Flan. <laughs> and the other one was. Uh, uh, Ganelson, right? <laughs> something <laughs> like that, yeah. Oh my goodness, my cat just farted and the whole room smells like shit. Oh <laughs> my sorry. god, that's so bad. <laughs> Respect. I don't think anyone will notice. Don't worry, nobody heard that. Yeah, that's the line I'm looking for. Uh, have I said that the movie is endlessly quotable? You have not said that it is endlessly quotable. And if I reference a certain line, it doesn't overlap with that reason. Fuck right off. <laughs> okay. Uh, have I said whales, boyo? You did say that the movie's good because it shows whale love, and there's not a lot of good whale movies. Okay, so yeah, I did say that. That kind of... Ah, shit. Um, let's see. I, I definitely mentioned James last time, right? I'm like 90% sure. I do not see anything about James. Okay. 
Well, then I'd like to also say that there's dragonfly representation, even if it's like kind of a, a weirdo uh, in it. I, I think that's a positive step in the right direction. To further on that, there's also stick bug representation because they're really trying to represent leaf insects, which, as we all know, speak in nine syllable sentences, eight syllable sentences, eight syllable phrases. Eight, yeah. Well, there you go. That's two reasons. So that leaves me with six more. So, so you you appreciate that there are um, dragonflies and stick bugs in the movie? That's, yes, makes it good. Yeah, it does. Okay. Because Frank, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Besides Doolittle, when was the last time you see a movie with a stick bug in it? Um, Bugs Life. There you go. It's been a while. It's good to have them back. <laughs> good to have them back. <laughs> Their uh, triumphant silver screen return. Triumphant indeed. Hey, Sticks is a good character. We both can appreciate him. Um, God, my room smells like shit. Respect. I I think it's cool that you blame your cats. That's really dude. I I I wish I would. It was just me because like there is like a a thing with your own farts where you can manage them even when they're super stinky. If that makes sense. Fascination. Oh, that's me. Okay, I got. Two good reasons for you. Uh huh. There's a uh, fart humor in this movie, but uh, which is good because I feel like uh, that's like the funniest kind of humor is fart humor, right? So that that's definitely a positive. But it doesn't over rely on fart humor. It, it it has a lot of other humor besides potty humor, which can really bring down a talking animal movie. Is that the are those two reasons? Two separate reasons. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it's fart humor but also not an over-reliance on fart humor right and i know you're you're trying to make that one reason but i refuse no i can see that being two reasons okay you know it's yeah that works yeah four more speaking of go. speaking of fart humor yeah you have three more three more now uh speaking of fart humor though i mentioned that i watched the movie the great wall like, yeah i don't know a couple weeks ago yeah the movie uh, with uh Matt, uh, not Matthew McConaughey, Matthew... The one without Matt Damon. Yeah, the one with Matt Damon. The one without Matt Damon. Right. Um, and it, uh, there's farts in that movie. I forgot to mention that. Oh, my goodness. Give me one second. I got a light candle. All, all I can smell <laughs> is shit. I'm really worried. <laughs> Do you want me to pause? Should yeah, we pause? That, yeah, let me pause mine, too. <laughs> okay, we're back. Um... So a quick aside for the listeners is Fauna not only farted in my room, but she also took a shit and didn't cover it. In your room? No, no. (laughs) In uh, the the other room where the litter box is. And that's what I was smelling still. I thought you meant just like in the bed and it was uncovered. And and the heat was getting out. I covered. I've been doing this thing where I cover her shits for her because Pris has just given up. You know what? what my favorite part about this is? What? I feel like this is the logical conclusion of where our podcast would arrive because it's where the movie Doolittle itself arrives, which is uh, scat humor. I, I thought you were saying with covering it up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and burying it. Burying it so everyone would forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Hoping everyone would not remember it. Uh, yeah, so I, I have been covering her shits when I'm here, so I don't have to smell them. That's cool. Uh, she better not poop on her paws room. I have to kill her. And I also lit a candle. Okay, 
back to uh, reason number three, number seven. Mm-hmm. Number yeah, three. You have three left. Uh, number eight, right? It'd be number eight. I guess if you count if you count up or down, yeah. One thing, uh, did I mention the length already? I don't think so. I think length is a new angle because that is something that I really need to mention. Because, well, that it's weird because uh, I appreciate how it's a shorter movie, but also this movie should be longer. But I'm just gonna mention it because every movie these days is like two hours long, so I appreciate the shorter length. And it really has made that watching it once a week more manageable. Could you imagine if this movie was two and a half hours long? We wouldn't. We wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> I can promise you that. In week forty-four, we would not be. Here. <laughs> It'd probably also be a better movie. I don't know. Monty Verdi wouldn't it be cut up. Yeah, but just lengthening Monty Verdi, while it might make the movie make more sense. It might it not make, make it, it better. Yeah. It wouldn't make it good. It wouldn't make it good. That's true. Yeah, better is... That's funny. I mean, this is a great movie, and that's what these reasons are for, Frank. Mm-hmm, so you're mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. wrong right now. Um, right. Back to... Uh, so that's reason number eight or three, depending. So reason two or not. <laughs> um, have I mentioned Antonio Banderas? It would be surprising if you hadn't. That's what I was thinking. That's such an obvious one. You have not mentioned Antonio Banderas. Okay, because he is like the best part of this movie. Yeah, I don't think that's an understatement. Or an, uh, yeah, an overstatement. He's really, really, really good. Um, and he's in the movie for five minutes. And he's one of the most memorable characters. He has probably the most emotional arc in, a five, in five minutes that could be possible. And I wish he was in the movie longer he's such a a godsend he is the true uh eden fruit of the movie you could say yeah really like once you you squeeze his part in it it refreshes you Mm -hmm. it actually makes you realize like oh shit there's still more movie and the best part's over the best character's out um that's a good good reason is antonio banderas everyone any movie with him you should go watch i think let's see Reason number, uh, this is 10, right? Mm-hmm. Or one. Or one. If you prefer. Eh, I don't prefer. Did I mention the Welsh accent yet? You did not mention the Welsh accent. Okay. Because here's what it is, okay, is that there's just not a lot of uh, actors who are willing to attempt such an accent. It, it's such a... Um, uncommon thing in the movie for a welsh accent to be in there so it's really an admirable attempt if you think about it there you go there's 10 more reasons why doolittle is a great movie do you know what my favorite part of that last one is what that's like what the wikipedia says i'm not that's, looking at it but that's what like, people's uh that's what welsh people said about his accent where it's like it was good of him to try yeah <laughs> It's like we're we're happy about it because at least he tried. It's so it was funny. nice of him to consider us. He did his best. It's like uh, as, as we, at least we have representation. It's like is this what you really want? After Sherlock Holmes three, where for some reason Sherlock has, he gets amnesia and he starts talking in a Welsh accent for the entire movie. What if it's Jude Law talking in a Welsh accent and it's really good? That would be cool. And then Robert Downey Jr. has to like. L- later um 
in real life, Jude Law dies unexplainably. So then Robert Downey Jr. has to play both parts. No, uh, um, oh. Robert Downey Jr. Has, is like, I just don't know how it happened. Like, Oh, you're saying, you're you're implying he committed murder. Yes. That's, okay. That was the implication. I'm sorry. That was confusing. I understand now. I'm with it. Frank, so we're doing a lot of reasons why I love and support this movie. Do you, do you have any reasons? Uh, do you have any reasons why this is a good movie? Um, do you want to help a- me out? I don't want to help you out yet. Whenever you get stumped, we you got 80 more that you'll have to give out. 80 more? So, Is that right? Yeah, there are eight more episodes. <laughs> and you have to do 10 every episode. Okay. Well, there you yep. go. Uh, I will give something that they overlooked that they should have, should have really corrected uh, in the movie. And that's that they saved the wrong queen. The, uh, the queen that they should have saved is the bee queen who's at the bottom of the bay. The bottom of the Bay of Monteverde. Yeah, if you read one of those fan fictions um, that you uh, definitely didn't read and I definitely didn't write, uh, the queen is actually an anthropomorphic uh, bee woman. Mm-hmm. She lives in the in this Doolittle ship. <laughs> Doolittle ship. <laughs> Which I don't know. I feel like a bee's on a ship is not very useful. But, no. you know. Well, what are they pollinating? They're, uh, yeah, they're in real trouble, those bees trapped on the ship. And that's like the only, that's one of the few animals that if the ship does blow up, it's a hundred percent a death sentence. Yeah, they have no chance. No chance. To escape. So that's really sad that all of the bees died. Yeah. Which brings sad. to your point that why did he say the bees are buzzing about you? Why didn't he pick any other animal? He could have said like the seagulls are buzzing about you. The seagulls are screaming about you. Stubbins! Stubbins! <laughs> That's me being a, a seagull that speaks English. They just shout Stubbins' name. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying uh, to think what we talked about today during the movie. We talked a little bit about animal classes. Animal classes, <laughs> because Plimpton, Plimpton, he's not. He doesn't come into the main house of the manor. He's only the steed. He also isn't allowed into Buckingham Palace. He stays outside. So he's like. The lesser animal, he doesn't get to come in and perform operations. He can't be a doctor or anything. He's just the transportation. I famously said to you that you wouldn't let a horse in your house. You did, yeah. Uh, when you said animal classes, I was thinking, yeah, like, yeah, Yoshi's more of a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Yoshi's a fighter. Chi-Chi's a... F- uh, a lover. <laughs> also a fighter. Uh... Chi-Chi's a barbarian. Are you kidding me? But he's also... A doctor. No, he's a barbarian. He literally went rage on Barry's dumb ass. I think that he's multi-classing because... Uh, yeah, that could be true. Stubbins is... um, What is Stubbins? I don't know. Something lame. I'm thinking he's a rogue. Uh, He does steal he the journal. doesn't really do actual doctor stuff. I guess we could say he's a bard. That kind of fits. He runs through an obstacle course... For big cats. Mm-hmm. For big cats. <laughs> he runs through a street. He rides a giraffe. He has an affinity for talking to animals. Mm-hmm. Some kind of um, rogue druid. That all works. Um, gosh, what can I say about Doolittle? So classes, that's a good idea. I think I'm done with it now. 
Yeah, the only other place to go with animal classes is to Doolittle Academy, where Doolittle the animals <laughs> the animals are all in school. Yeah, they're literal animal classes teaching. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, when you when you're in high school and the teacher says, "I'm only going to speak to you in, in in this language," except now it's a cat at the head of the class, and the cat's only being a cat, and all, all the students have to learn. <laughs> You know how the animators for Jurassic Park, they ran around outside pretending to be dinosaurs? Yeah. That's sort of like what this is. <laughs> I feel like a lot of kids would be interested in this class. <laughs> My favorite story about the Jurassic Park animators running around like dinosaurs is the guy who tripped and broke his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine telling someone like, yeah, you know. I, I'm an animator for Jurassic Park. Oh, I didn't actually get to work on too much of the movie because I broke my wrist. Back in the day, uh, I, uh, I was pretending to be a dinosaur and I, uh, I tripped, tripped and broke my wrist. And like, oh, when you're a kid? No, I was like 30. I think that's a cool story. I would tell people that story. Will you tell people that you've watched Doolittle? Uh, I try not to. Once a week for a year? I, I already avoid the topic unless it comes up. You're not shouting from the rooftops? You're not introducing yourself? Hey, I'm the guy. <laughs> okay, I feel like I should clarify this because of my love of Doolittle. So, watching any movie 112 times now, right, mm-hmm. uh, is a red flag. I, I feel like I shouldn't have to explain that. It just is. And me, I have watched Doolittle that many times. Yeah. So, it's a little extra embarrassing. It's not like it's some masterpiece movie. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think if I said I've watched Citizen Kane 111 times, I think that's more of a red flag than Doolittle. Because it makes you into a mega nerd instead of a weirdo? Yeah, <laughs> you a little pretentious shit. <laughs> like, that, that's definitely the type of person, like, it's the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> I don't know, I think I would respect you more. <laughs> <laughs> if I watched Citizen Kane... Well, have I told you I was doing uh, the start of the next year? You're watching Citizen Kane once a year? Once uh, a week for a year? No, no, no. I'm watching Trolls World Tour. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, you're watching <laughs> Trolls World Tour. No, I'm watching The Adventures of Pluto Nash. Um, what else can we say about Doolittle today? What else can we say about Doolittle today? That's that's all I got, unless you have any Doolittle bits. We could go over our fan fiction, but it's already written out. Apparently, fan fiction has caught on. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the fan fiction, do a little fan fiction. Let's see, to go back. How much, how recent is it? Well, the dates that really surprised me were like January 19th, because the movie came out January 17th. So, oh, are there any of, of 2020? Of 2020. Are there any recent ones? I didn't look, I didn't check for that. I didn't look at dates beyond noticing the one that was written two days after the movie came out that's really funny so a lot of this was like oh this movie's going to be a bop like let me put my stuff in maybe i don't know or it could have been the person went opening night and they were like wow i love robert downey jr i wish i was in the movie and then they write themselves in it's kind of what it seemed like in fairness kind of the vibes i got i do wish i was in the movie what what would you do would you just be um his actual doolittle's actual apprentice so Stubbins comes in and says he's the apprentice, but you've been your Doolittle's actual apprentice. Who the hell are you? There's only room for two of us. Remember a little two, boy, haven't you heard? 
<laughs> oh yeah, I forgot we talked about that. And then and then me and Stubbins at the end we fight to the death and he impales me on like uh there's like a okay, I'm adding the there. He th- he throws you down the chasm of no, uh, he, there's on a, Eden Tree Island. He throws you down the chasm, and you get impaled at the bottom of the cliff. At the Doolittle Manor, there's a reindeer that hangs out there, and he impales oh. me on its antlers. With, with he kicks me in the chin, and it throws me thirty feet into the air, and I and land. Then you on land the, on the antlers, and the deer is terrified. So I spend my last moments saying, "It'll be all right." <laughs> Don't let this traumatize you. <laughs> In the next movie, it comes to pass that the reindeer was my f- only friend. <laughs> the, the next one's a prequel sequel. So, yeah, Stubbins impales me on my only friend. And then he becomes the, the apprentice. That's cool. This is really good. Thank you. Uh, otherwise, my, my role in the movie is I, I say things that are bad ideas. I'm like, you know, maybe this is a bad idea. And Doolittle gets angry at it. Which is why he wants to replace me. With a new apprentice. Yeah. Like, we should break into Monte Verde. I'm like, well, maybe if we just explain why we need this, uh, we could probably go to him. Like, he, you know, he, he doesn't know Stubbins. Maybe Stubbins alone should sneak in. I could show him. And I just, I, I just nag uh, him the whole time because his ideas are bad and it makes him really upset. There you go, Frank. I've written myself in. You've written yourself in in a really good way. How would you write yourself in to do it all? Um, I would be a swashbuckling pirate when the when the ship comes under attack by the British, my boat would be off to the side. And I would say, Oh, they're attacking that ship and then I would swoop in and I would fight the British. Okay. With my crew. Yeah, Anglophobia is like pretty immense too. <laughs> I feel like that's something we should mention. So it's a real feat for you to go in and kill the English. Yeah, um, we don't actually kill them. We take them all prisoner. Oh, what do you do with them? Uh, we go back to Monteverde to give them to King Rizzoli. And, and then you cut them free? <laughs> and then they get, they escape. They get free as on, there's a big scuffle on the... Okay. Because what happens is uh, a gorilla and a polar bear are running through the streets and it starts a stampede because everyone's afraid. And this and is, then, of course, before Chi-Chi and Yoshi. They're, they're separate characters. Right. It's a different girl <laughs> and a different polar bear. Right. <laughs> and they uh, they start a stampede, and the British uh, use that moment to get free. And then that's whenever the British uh, take over the island. What happens to you? Um, I, uh, I fight like 400 British soldiers alone. Okay. On my own. And I defeat them. But by that point, it's too late. It took so long to defeat all 400 British soldiers that Doolittle ship is at the bottom of the harbor and the bees are dead. Oh, my goodness. Not, not our, our uh, anthropomorphic bee queen. <laughs> right. And then, of course, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good role. Uh, so do you live? Uh, yes. And what I do is I uh, climb to the highest mountain on the island and take up a vow of... Uh, Nonviolence and silence because sells um, sells because, <laughs> right because the uh, because so. the queen the bee queen is dead and we, we failed. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, come into the sequel? Um, in the sequel, someone comes up to the top of the mountain and says, uh, "Swashbuckling 
You once were a swashbuckling pirate. <laughs> That's your name, swashbuckling. Yeah, swashbuckling, swashbuckling pirate is my name. Uh, hey, swashbuckling pirate, uh, we need your help. It's a. What happens is it's a peasant from a, some far off town, and their town is being besieged. And, and then you gather uh, an I army. I gather. I gather six, six of my friends. Six of your to go. Yeah. 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 You call in some favors from Doolittle. You get the reindeer. Mm-hmm. Who 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 has a a death wish? And we go and defend a town mm-hmm. of simple oh, folk. Uh, no, no, you you defend a pod of whales. Oh, it's a pod <laughs> of whales, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the last pod of whales. The on last Earth. pod of whales on there. Yes. Yeah. All the rest have been cold. <laughs> so matter of fact, well, uh, this has been great fun. Uh, what else have you <laughs> it's been, been a blast <laughs> been up to? Uh, pretty much just watching postseason soccer. So uh, yeah, I, we both watched Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. I erased that from my brain. Yeah, you really did not like it. I didn't. I think once you found out that he he was a kid murderer, you just hated it. Um, <laughs> yes, and it was very. But funny. mostly, it's because of the way that the movie ended was very unsatisfying. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think I'd go like it. It takes it allows the guy to be a kid murderer without any real consequence. I mean, he does die. Well, not really. Like it's assumed that like he he's dead or getting murdered, or he's becoming one with the suit. I mean, he's entombed into a suit, but he gets to live and continue being an evil dude. And I guess that's the point of the game itself. I guess that that's the lore in the actual game. I was talking to people. Apparently, it's more off of the books than the game, which means nothing to me. But I, I, well, I said it belongs that in the garbage, that, if I'm being honest. I think that's a little harsh, but I don't. Because I think the first like three fourths. Do I you guess. think this movie is? Did you think it was better than Doolittle? Yeah. I don't. Do you really not? Because I think that's such a... Okay, I think it's probably better than Doolittle as a movie, but yeah, it's but... not. Like, if I had to watch either one of them again, I would choose to watch Doolittle 52 more times than to ever watch Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm holding you to again. that. I'm holding you to it. We're on for next year, folks. You're here first. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast continues. Um... Yeah, I I think that's an unfair comparison because frankly, I think this movie has more meaning now than that one does. But I I definitely think it was an actual movie and this one, you know, Doolittle really isn't a movie. I think that's probably fair. Except for the last 30 minutes, I think Five Nights at Freddy's is pretty entertaining. Mm. I th- I thought it lost its way because it the main villain has no clear motivation except when Vanessa's like he he's a murderer and he's my father and and that's not very good i i think that's like probably my biggest issue is like imagine if uh moodfly was in the movie for five minutes he sort of is no he's he's in a number of scenes he's not just in two scenes and it was two scenes literally he's in technically three scenes matthew Lillard is in uh, when he's like monologuing to him about the the place that he's going to be guarding. 
is zooms in on him while he's monologuing about it and that's how you know from the very beginning of the movie that he's clearly the bad guy and it's so fucking stupid like i think that's what bothered me it's like that scene in itself is fine as long as you have him show up later i think the way i would change is by having him do phone calls so like you this character has some investment in the rest of the movie rather than just popping up again at the end. I I, I think I liked it more than you did, but I still think it was kind of bad. Yeah, I think it was bad. But I will say the first hour, I was really surprised at what it was. I thought it would be like a dumb slasher, and it kind of wasn't. If it was willing to fully embrace that, exactly. it probably would have been better. But it felt like it had to put in moments of being a dumb slasher. Which were not very which good. Which were really bad. Because it was rated PG-13. And just didn't really fit it didn't fit at all it doesn't know what it is i think what we talked about is that the break-in happening at daytime makes no sense and it really there's just too much in it that doesn't make sense it's all uh anything else no i'm kind of sad that i've spent so much time talking about the movie five nights at freddy's oh i'm so sorry i'm sorry i did that no it's okay it's okay it's what the kids want (laughs) The kids don't know what they want. Yeah, everyone I talk to is like young has has liked it. I'm just like, but what about all this? I'm like, yeah, that's all bad. I'm like, what? That's like the whole movie. So where, where is this? <laughs> I I hope that no more video game movies get made. Well, that's a different take than you've ever given before. Is it? Yeah. No. Okay. I like movie video games. I dislike video game movies. Oh, um, you hear that distinction? Yeah, I do. I'm trying to come up with one that what make you a video game movie that I like. The Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, that example. that one kicks ass. Like the the old one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That there's one, but that movie is such a bad adaptation of a Mario game that it rules. Um, another one is like the the Ace Attorney movie by. Takashi Miike, that one would kicks ass, but that's kind of cheating. Why? Uh, visual novels are inherently a lot easier to adapt, adapt into, into a movie. Yeah, because they're more cinematic in nature. I think it, it fits more of, of a movie structure than like a typical video game. But yeah, I, I don't really know if there's any I really care for. I enjoyed the World of Warcraft movie when I saw it. But I don't think it was a good movie. But movie video games, all the rage. I think there should be more of them. Well, what about what about Angry Birds? I've never seen it. Yeah, I haven't either. Just looks like Minions or some shit. <laughs> Isn't that Illumination? It looks like a Illumination thing. What about? Um... I guess the Castlevania series is okay. It kind of has its own flaws, though. It gets, like, really bogged down in itself. But that's fine. The Prince of Persia movie was fun. I strongly disagree. I hated it really? so much. Yeah. I thought I thought it was really, really boring. <laughs> I really liked it. Uh, yeah, for, I, for, for, I don't know about really liked it, but for fun adventure movie. I think it fits a... It's nice because movies like that don't really exist. Like, they don't get made that often, like fantasy movies. But I really didn't like it, yeah. 
And what's also funny is I think Prince of Persia is one of the easier games to adapt into a movie with like the core premise, the sands of time, um, it, it, ignoring all the other games after the sands of time because the game and it was meant to be like really fluid and mimic real life action. And they had like a lot of motion capture. And so I think it's like meant for that sort of thing, but I hated the movie, but that's just me. Well, I think that's all we need to talk about. What about the Pokemon movies? The a- animated ones? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, we, I guess- we, we both like the the Mewtwo one when we were kids, probably. Is that Pokemon yeah. 2000? Um, and the Pikachu detective or what? Detective Pikachu was fine. But I I am perfectly fine with it. With... There actually, I didn't realize this. There are so few. Um... Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I still haven't seen it. I haven't either. I, once they changed it from what it was, I never wanted to watch it. Release the bad cut mostly the be- ugly sonic because i i bet the movie is like perfectly okay like a solid four or five out of ten but if it were like ugly as fuck it probably would be a lot more entertaining okay anyway let's get out of here all right my name is finn and i'm frank that was fauna if you heard her scream and um i'm frank got a quote got a quote um I wasn't talking to the squid. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> okay, cue outro music. That's our outro, right?